Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. The most valuable commodity I know of is information. Wouldn't you agree? Wouldn't you agree? I got five dollars. This is a run to the left. You're saying that humans need fantasy to make life bearable. Humans need fantasy to be human. My goodness, that was good. You guys are pros. The bats, relentless, refusing to give up. All right, hit that horn, babe. Let's dance. What is up, everybody? Welcome to the Fantasy Flex Podcast. This is your fantasy preview for NFL Week 8. I'm your host, Chris Rabon, and on today's show, we're going to discuss Thursday Night Football DFS slate, dive into the Week 8 main slate, and build some lineups on DraftKings and FanDuel. Here to help me do it, one of the top fantasy rankers in the game, the odds maker, Sean Kerner. Sean, what is going on? Uh, doing well. Uh, really excited for Thursday night. Mix it up a little bit with some basketball. Uh, so can't wait to see uh, LeBron versus Durant with you a couple days. Oh yeah, yeah. First t- first time since 2018. It should be crazy. Yeah. But uh, it's obviously a football show, and uh, <laughs> we will get into the Thursday night slate between the Bucks and the Bills in uh, a moment. If you've heard Sean and I talking player projections this week. On the Action Network podcast, welcome back. If not, be sure to check that out. And uh, if you haven't left us a five-star rating and review, please jump in uh, and do that. If you like the show, uh, we run a contest where we pick our favorite review each week. That person can win either a free one-year sub of Action Pro or some Action Network swag from the shop. And this week's winner is Luis Gordo. So thank you to Luis. Be sure to hit up podcast at actionnetwork.com to claim your prize uh, and also we have the action network discord server for anyone who wants to join it's free lots of fun sean has been in there giving fantasy advice and sweating live bets with people so go check that out there'll be a link to join that in the episode description thursday night football week eight tampa bay at buffalo the bills eight and a half point favorites a total 42 and a half so uh, not expected too many points from Tampa Bay here. Who do you like in the captain spot? Uh, I got to go with our boy Gabe Davis here. Uh, I think this is a good time to buy low on Gabe. I mean, he had that really good stretch weeks two through five where he scored a touchdown in four straight games, cleared 90 yards in two of them. Uh, and then he just came crashing down to earth with back-to-back duds. But that's unfortunately the Gabe Davis experience. Uh, whenever you have a player that has an A dot of 15 and a half yards downfield, they're just going to be very volatile. So could bounce back with a big game here. Um, if you are going to play Gabe Davis, you have to consider him in the captain slot because, like I said, he's very volatile. So if he does have a good game, it's usually a captain-worthy game. Uh, also, you know, Stephon Diggs is an excellent play in the captain slot when you play Gabe Davis he is you know leverage against uh digs in a sense so uh, I like going with Gabe Davis here in the captain slot yeah I'm, I'm going with digs um but uh like always loved Gabe uh week in week out 
uh, unfortunately, I don't think he came through for uh, for convincing me for Simon, right? Oh, yeah. He, he had his over yet. Tough week. Um, but I like Diggs in this spot. You know, he's been amazing. Found a way to score against the Patriots, uh, which always tough because, you know, they really put uh, a bullseye on number one wide receivers, but still had four 100-yard, five 100-yard games, excuse me, out of his seven this year. He is sick. He has scored in one of the two. He didn't have a 100-yard game, which was last week. So uh, every week, six-plus catches for Diggs. Uh, can't really fade him in this spot. Like the matchup, because Tampa Bay, generally known as a team that you want to throw on more than run on now, they've been a little up and down in terms of their run defense. So that, that kind of remains to be seen. But overall, uh, Josh Allen to Stephon Diggs has been money all year. Yeah. So like Diggs in the captain spot. All right, who do you like for value? Uh, I actually like Trey Palmer here. Uh, he's 4,200. I bet he's going to be fairly overlooked. But he's he's been the clear number three wide receiver for the Buccaneers, uh, uh, you know, a role that opened up. Once Russell Gage, uh, you know, suffered a season-ending injury, uh, and Palmer's had a slow start. I mean, but he is a rookie. Uh, he does have some upside. He's, he's pretty fast, so you know he could have a mini breakout any given week. Um, and it looks like Chris Godwin's opening up the week with you know like a neck injury, where um, even if he plays, there's a chance he could be limited. So you know Palmer might have to step up a bit here, and you know he is more of a downfield threat. He, he's only averaging. Ten and a half yards a catch this year, but he ha- he does have an A dot at fifteen. Um, so he's one of those players where just one or two catches, he could absolutely you know break the slate, and you, you will need him to take down GPPs. Um, so he just hasn't caught his deep targets yet, but that could change any given week. So he's he's a great play for like a single game slate. So I'm going to go with Palmer here. Yeah, absolutely. Out, outside chance he's the number two if uh, Godwin yeah yep. indeed misses. Uh, for me, I like Dalton Kincaid just five K and. That's a steal considering he caught eight balls on eight targets for 75 yards last week. Dawson Knox going to miss this game with uh, with an injury. So uh, Kincaid should be on the field almost every single snap now. He should get a few more looks in the red zone as well. And uh, just a good spot to continue the breakout that started last week for Kincaid. And 5K, again, way too cheap, I think, for, for him. I, don't, I think these prices may have come out before Knox was officially uh, ruled out. Yeah, and admittedly, uh, I didn't even know Knox is out until he told me 20 minutes ago. So uh, <laughs> Kincaid, is, he's gone up from uh, tight end 17 to tight end uh, 8 in my yep. ranking. So thanks yeah. for thanks for the info there. No doubt. He's t- yeah, tight, tight end 9 for me as well. So top 10, nice. top 10 guy this week. Nice price. Uh, who do you like for dart throws? Do you like darts, Ted? Oh, okay. I'm more of a, you know, a cornhole man myself. Well, I wasn't sure if like Trey Palmer or Kate Otten would be the dart throw. So I'm going with Kate Otten as my dart throw because he's cheaper. He's only 3K. Um, he, he is coming off a season high, four to three yards on five catches last week. Um, I mean, his underlying usage has always been there, at least in terms of playing time. You know, he's typically running around over 80% of Baker Mayfield's dropbacks. Just He just really hasn't commanded many targets this year, which is understandable when you're playing alongside you know Chris Godwin and Mike Evans. Uh, but with, like I said, you know, if Chris Godwin dealing with the neck injury, if he's limited in any way, it all, you know, could lead to a couple more targets for Otten. Um, and, you know, the Bills are usually a tough matchup for tight ends, but, you know, they they lost Tremaine Edmonds to the Bears and free agency over the offseason. And now they're without Matt Milano, who's on IR. So, you know, the two tight ends who are responsible for their 
shut down defense against tight ends last last year aren't there right now. So uh, it could be you know more of an average spot for for Otten. So uh, I, I like getting him you know on the single game slate at you know a pretty cheap price of three k. Uh, definitely think he's going to be overlooked here as well. Yeah, uh, he's definitely been running a lot of routes. So that's something we always look for <laughs> out of the tight end. Yeah, that's position. a good starting point for a tight end yep. at least. Uh, I got to go with Devin Tompkins here. He is pretty cheap on DK's 1600. And, you know, they're not just with the uncertainty of Godwin, but Tompkins has caught multiple passes in five of his six games. And he has at least three targets in five of his six games. So not necessarily uh, always a downfield guy has a couple of those targets, but most of the stuff is going to be underneath his dot. His average at the target is 6.4 on the year. But again, he's catching multiple balls, getting three or more targets almost every week. Uh, so on a slate like this, uh, especially with Godwin, if he and, and Mike Evans has been kind of in and out of games too, doesn't really play 100% of the snaps these days either. So uh, both of those guys kind of checking in and out. Godwin questionable, uh, like Tompkins here, uh, the number four wide receiver to potentially put up uh enough to to have to get him into your lineup yeah he's definitely a good cheap option and one other guy uh, i like to just throw out there like a true true dart throw is chase edmonds mm-hmm. who's potentially returning from the ir and it seems like the the bucks are desperately looking for somebody to push rashad white on early downs and edmonds it's a limited sample size four carries for 20 yards but he has been the more productive like backup running back I guess you could say any any of the backs. So there's a chance, you know, he gets a handful of touches uh, in this game, and I doubt his roster ship will be over like 2%. So someone to monitor if he is active, like Chase Edmonds might be worth the dark throw as well. Yeah, because I was, I, initially I was going to go with Keyshawn Vaughn, but then I saw Edmonds was activated. So, mm. you know, whichever one of those guys, if, if, if Edmonds doesn't come off the injured list, then Keyshawn Vaughn is 600. Yeah. You know, he's been oh, wow. about a third. <laughs> third of the snaps or so in the backfield. So he's a pretty good dart throw. But if Edmonds comes in, all bets are off. I'd probably roll with Edmonds, like you said, because he, you know, they're just kind of looking for some something with this run game. They've really got nothing uh, on the ground this season from, from their run game. Uh, just kind of like last season. But they are pass blocking a lot better. So, mm-hmm. all right, let's go to the main slate and uh, start with stacks. Uh, which quarterbacks and stacks are you building around this week? Well, I think we're both in alignment that, uh, you know, Brock Purdy and Brandon Ayuk could be uh, a good buy low after another letdown game by Purdy and the Niners. Uh, so I like them to bounce back this week. Uh, the roster ship could be a bit lower than normal. Uh, and then I'm going to go with uh, the gross Patriots stack, double stack with the Patriots. Mac Jones, Kendrick Bourne, and Demario Douglas. Um, you know, the, the pass, passing offense finally showed some signs of life. Uh, last week, you know, they might go back into their shell this week, but I, I'm going to stick with them here. And, you know, Bourne and Douglas have really emerged as the top two wide receivers uh, and pass catchers in this offense. Uh, and they're really cheap. Uh, Bourne's 4,700. I think Douglas is like 3,400, something like that. Um, and th- this should be, you know, a trailing pass heavy game script against the Dolphins. So I think this stack, you know, might not be popular even after last week. So I think it's worth a flyer. Yeah, definitely love the the Purdy stack. I think he is too cheap, and I think you know this is a matchup where you look on both sides. I mean, you got the Bengals and the Niners. Both of these teams could put up points, so you're looking at the correlation of just potential shootout there 
uh, in this one. And even though the total is what, like 46 and a half, still one of the higher totals of the week. Yeah. You know, unders have been crushing this year. Scoring is down. Like I said, teams are throwing underneath a little bit more. So, uh, yeah, I like this game to stack. I like Burrow uh, on the other side as well. Uh, he's just 6K on DraftKings. So, I like stacking him with uh, Jamar Chase, obviously. Can also go some some T. Higgins. The tight end, you know, we thought maybe Irv Smith was going <laughs> to fill that Hayden Hurst role well. Hasn't happened. Nope. So, you know, I think the 49ers, you're still going to look out to target them on the outside. Uh, Diamador Lenore and Ward, Travarius Ward, who was playing really well, but didn't have such a great Monday night uh, game. So mm-hmm. I think those are going to be the two targets. You know, Bengals coming off a bye. Burrow should be as healthy as he has been all season long, which is key because early in the year, he just couldn't really move, couldn't escape pressure, and uh, that was really hurting him. So I think you're getting the discount here now with, uh, with him kind of having a down year so far. He's at his lowest price uh, of the season. So like always like to buy low on guys like that when I see them mm-hmm. bottom out in terms of price. And uh, I also like CJ Stroud to Nico Collins here. Uh, I know you know, you said you're a little down on Nico uh, and the other pod in terms of the consensus, but I, I do think that if this game gets to a point where the Texans have to throw and, you know, both teams coming off a bye, so the Carolina offense could look better. If you get to a point where both teams have to throw, I, I still think Nico is going to be the number one option for Stroud so like him he's still pretty affordable 5500 on on DK so uh like that one is kind of a contrarian play because the Panthers have been the worst run defense but Stroud has been one of the best quarterbacks so and Nico's been one of the best receivers yeah. so a little bit of a contrarian play that's not really too contrarian and uh, also it's pretty affordable as well so like Stroud to Nico yeah, yeah, just to clarify, I was, I was a bit lower on his medium projection, but obviously Nico still has a high ceiling, so definitely in playing tournaments. And, you know, just betting against Stroud or Nico has been a losing proposition all season. So, yeah, yeah, I can definitely get behind this. And, you know, coming off the bye, the roster ship might be a bit low this week as well. Yeah, and Tank Dell, you know, he's a guy I would include as well Ooh, if yeah. he comes off the concussion. He's only 4,900. Um, just have to make sure he's he's back from that, yeah. uh, from that concussion. All right, uh, who do you like for dart throws on the main slate? Y'all take your darts over here pretty seriously, huh? Uh, yeah, so running back, uh, I mentioned him on our other pod, but Chuba Hubbard at 4,800 uh, against the Texans. Um, there's a chance he has become the Panthers' lead back. We don't really know, but they have uh, hinted that they're they're open to making this more of a 50-50 committee. Uh, you know, Miles Sanders hasn't been great at all this year he's also banged up he's been dealing with growing and shoulder injuries I don't even know if he's right after their bye week so there's a chance you know Hubbard sees the majority of the workload here and it's against the Texans so um love him with this cheap price tag too at 4800 uh wide receiver I I like Elijah Moore at 4100 um he's coming off his first game where he he saw a 90 percent or greater routes run right looks like they're phasing out Donovan Peoples-Jones. So, you know, Moore is clearly, you know, the number two target. Who the hell knows who's throwing him the ball this week, though? Uh, But he has has four catches in back-to-back games. I I see him as more of a high four play now. Uh, So he might be sneaky in cash games specifically at 4,100 and then spend up elsewhere. Um, But, you know, this could be a tougher matchup against Seahawks. Like I said on Convince Me, I think Seattle's pass defense should be much better going forward with everyone healthy, but you know, more should still see 
enough targets in this game to provide value at this cheap price, you know, 4,100. Uh, and then another cheap receiver I love is uh, Michael Gallup at 3,400 uh, against the Rams. You know, his week six line uh, was, was a bit poor. You know, he got three catches for 24 yards, but he saw, you know, 10 targets. He saw 42% of the Cowboys air, sh- air yard uh, share. Uh, which is the 18th highest of week six. So he could be due for, you know, like a breakout game coming soon. So he's a, definitely in play in GPPs at 3,400. Uh, and then, you know, there's a couple of great cheap tight ends this week with Trey McBride at 2,800. I mean, he's going to be the clear lead tight end for the Cardinals now with Zach Hertz on IR. Um, so he's, you know, obvious play at 2,800. I think an interesting pivot would be, you know, Connor Hayward at 2,600. You know, he's emerged as the Steelers lead tight end with Pat Frymuth out, you, you know, I, I thought like Washington, the rookie could step up, but it's, it's been Hayward who has been the better pass catching tight end. So he's still under the radar a bit. So he could be a good pivot uh, from Trey McBride in GPPs. Yeah. Hayward ran around on 96% of the dropbacks last yeah. week. So he, he was out there pretty much every uh, pass play. Uh, for me, I like Devin Singletary. He's 4,400 on DK, 5,400 on FanDuel. And him and Damian Pierce had the same touches in the last game before the bye. And Singletary out-snap Pierce 54% to 33%. So uh, another situation where we might be seeing a changing of the guard. And, of course, that Panther defense ranked dead last in DVOA against the run. Cam Akers is 4,800 on DK, 5,200 on FanDuel. Uh he saw five of the seven running back touches in the fourth quarter, including the last five, and uh, was only outsnapped by 10 by Madison. So another spot where we could see a changing of the guard. And this is a good matchup against a, a bottom eight run defense uh, of the Packers. Demario Douglas, uh, you kind of mentioned him uh, with the Mac Jones stack. Love him. He's just 3,300 on DK, 5,200 on FanDuel. And he looks like the Patriots' best receiver. He jumped – Devontae Parker in terms of routes. So he was their number two receiver last week. And I think they have no reason to stop giving this guy uh, snaps, even if Juju comes back, because he's, again, been him and Kendrick Bourne have been their best two receivers by far. Uh, Brandon Powell, uh, our guy, 3,200 on DK, 4,700 on FanDuel, had a, a nice four catch game in the Monday Nighter for. 64 yards and uh the week before that he caught three balls as well so he's had at least three catches in, in each of the last three games and he is their unquestioned number three receiver and Kirk Cousins will look good even with Jefferson mm-hmm. out uh of the lineup so uh like Powell and then at tight end there are a lot of options uh, I'll throw out David Njoku uh he is 3600 on DK 5100 on FanDuel and facing uh, a pretty good Seahawks defense at the corner position now. So I think you're going to start to see them funnel uh, passes to the tight end. They're 26th in DVOA against tight ends, but you know, they got Witherspoon and Reek Woolen and all those guys on the outside. So I think Najoku, you know, he had four catches uh, for 55 yards in the last game. I think he could continue to, and he almost got a touchdown. He just mm-hmm. had it popped out of his hand uh, down the stretch. And then another, I think the shovel pass was to him too. So he almost had five for 54 last week on nine targets, and it could have been you know, six catches plus a touchdown last week. Now you're going against one of the worst defenses against tight ends. So uh, I think Njoku is an interesting uh, dart throw as well. Yeah, no, I love Douglas and Powell. There, there's like a handful of wide receivers that are like 
obvious plays under 4k i think it's it's definitely going to be like a stars and scrubs kind of week with just how much value there is out there all right let's uh let's go to DraftKings, and uh i'll start i think you started last week yeah so i'll go with uh devin singletary 4400 nice i thought you were going to take uh douglas here so i'll take him <laughs> i'll grab uh alvin kamara at 7300 against the colts all right, I'll go Trey McBride. <laughs> get I'm, all I'm, the gonna have to, guys. I'm gonna have to spend some money at some point. So all right, go oh, Thielen, sixty six hundred. Yeah, that's a good pick. Uh, I'm surprised you haven't taken Dak yet. I'll I'll go with Dak. You were yeah, both was, really high on him. Yeah, sixty one hundred. That's yeah, that's too cheap for DK. Let's go Christian Kirk, fifty nine hundred. Like him in this matchup again. Yeah. Yeah. Not that it matters anymore, but what's up with Zay Jones? Is he, does he have a chance to return this week or? I think he does. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it's Kirk is just playing really well. I don't think. Oh so. yeah. No. Like I said, it has zero impact on Kirk anymore, but uh, just curious. Cause they, they did have like the mini bye week. Uh, hopefully he can return soon. Um, damn. I'm going to just get defense out of the way. Uh, you'll probably take somebody I didn't consider that's better, but. I'll just go with the Jets. They're my top-ranked defense right now against the, the Giants. They're they're 4K, so I think they're the best option right now. But de- my defensive projections are always the weakest this this early in the week. Yeah, I hear you. Um, and is uh, Sauce and Reed expected back? I, I guess I should have so. checked that. But yeah, be. I would assume, hopefully. All right. I'll just pay up for Lamar. Let's, let's, let's go, uh, let's <laughs> go a little go. bit out there. Yeah, Worked right for you last week. Yep. <laughs> I will go okay I really have to start spending money now uh there's too many running backs in the 6k range I like um I'm gonna go with let's go with DeAndre Swift Ooh, okay with Hertz's uh knee yeah not being good he could get you know more uh usage more checkdowns too he's also lining up as a receiver running deep routes last week so could be in for a big game this week all right give me Give me the Seahawks D against Cleveland. No matter who starts that Cleveland, I, I like the Seahawks D. Like I like the oh, corners. Yeah. I think they're going to be a very yeah. kind of turnover. Uh, they're going to create a lot of turnovers and just wreak havoc. And they're starting to get sacks now. You know, last three games they have 18 sacks. So, yeah, yeah let's go Seahawks at home against the Browns at 3,400. Yeah, Devin Witherspoon is a bad man. Oh He's already yeah. just a stud. I mean, Reek Woolen and Witherspoon are like the Reed and Sauce. And yeah. it's crazy because Reed used to be on the Seahawks. Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, did you see the hit Witherspoon put on uh, Rondale yep. Moore? Yeah. Yep. Oh, my God. Whew. Uh, felt bad for Moore. But he, he got a touch the very next play. He was fine. Fine, thank God. Um, I'm going with another running back. Again, the 6K range, there's so many good options. Damn. Um. Yeah, I'll go Brees Hall at fifty nine hundred facing the Giants. Ooh, that's a good one. Yeah. His, his workload's going up. Uh, they're already talking about trading Dalvin Cook away, so I think just Brees Hall going forward is going to be like top ten, potentially top five back. So good matchup against the Giants this week. All right, I will go. I'll go with George Kittle fifty four hundred. Nice. Bengals twenty seventh in DVOA against tight ends. Still waiting for that monster game from Kittle. He had a pretty good game last week, but nothing. Nothing crazy. Five for 78. But uh, I think he's going to continue to be involved. Debo's going to be out at least one more game. So go Kittle there. Um, Let's see. I'm going to go. 
I have 7,200 left per player. Uh, I'm going to go with Brandon Ayuk then at 7K. All right. Uh, 44.50 for a wide receiver and a flex. Give me some Chuba, 4,800. My nice. flex, 4,100 left for a receiver. I'm going to spend up at wide receiver. I'm going to go Jamar Chase at 8,100. Not scared of the 49ers matchup. Um, you know, they just gave up the games to Mari Cooper and uh, Jordan Addison. Uh, so Chase should be just fine. I have 6,500 left for my flex. I have 4,100 left for a receiver. Uh, do you take do you take Elijah Moore already? No, no. Yeah, give me some Elijah Moore here at 41. Use all my salary. Yes. How are you going to finish it off? Um, I'm probably leaving some cash on the table, uh, but that's fine. Again, man, this 6K range, you have Jonathan Taylor, Bijan Robinson, Joe Mixon, if that's your cup of tea. But I'm going with Isaiah Pacheco at 6,100 mm-hmm. facing the Denver Broncos. Um, so, yeah, I really like the 6K range at running back this week. All right. Uh, what's your lineup? Okay. So, I got Dak at quarterback. Uh, my running backs are DeAndre Swift and Brees Hall. Uh, at wide receiver, I went with Brandon Ayuk, Jamar Chase, Demario Douglas. Uh, tight end, uh, I went with Trey McBride. Uh, and then my flex, Isaiah Pacheco. And my defense, I went with the Jets. Going against the uh, Giants. I got Lamar at quarterback at 8,100 at Arizona. Running back Singletary uh, at Carolina at 4,400. Kamara at the Colts at 7,300. And got a running back in the flex, Chuba Hubbard at 4,800 against Houston. Wide receivers, Thielen, 6,600 against the Texans. Christian Kirk, 5,900 at Pittsburgh. And Elijah Moore, 4,100 against the Seahawks, Kittle at tight end at 5,400 against Cincinnati, and the Seahawks, the 3,400 against the Browns. All right, let's jump to FanDuel, and uh, you're go. Pricing is pretty tight on FanDuel this week. Um, I'm going to stick with uh, Isaiah Pacheco on FanDuel. He's 7,400 against Broncos. I'll go Zay Flowers. He's only 6,500 <sighs> on FanDuel. Love him against Damn Arizona. It. Yeah, yeah, I should have grabbed him. He, he stuck out to me, too. Um, damn it, that's who I was going with next. I think for FanDuel, I'll go with, um, damn, Geno Smith is cheap. I'll, I'll go with Brock Purdy, though, for FanDuel. Yeah, I like that. That's a good one. Go. Uh, let's go Hawkinson, 6500 It's pretty decent price for him, 1200 less than Andrews. Ooh, okay. Um, I'm going to go, which of these two guys do I want to take? Um, I'll go with Drake London. 6700 I feel like he's a better FanDuel play anyway, and he's yep. definitely cheaper there. So give me London. All right. I'm going to go to the Giants defense against Zach. 3900 All the other defenses that are priced down on DK are priced up on FanDuel. So I'm going to save a little bit with the Giants here, 3900 Uh, Jake Ferguson. Yeah, yeah. That's a, Rams have been a good matchup for tight ends. Yeah. And I, like Ferguson, you know, before the bye, he, uh, had his season high in routes run rate, 84%. Only saw one target, though. So hopefully everything comes together for him. He's actually seen like a higher target rate, better underlying usage than Dalton Schultz. So he very well could be like a top 10 tight end rest of the season, assuming, you know, Hendershot doesn't mix in. But yeah, breakout big games coming from Ferguson. All right. Uh, I'm going to go, I'm going to pay up at quarterback again and go with Lamar. Stack with Zay here. Nice. 
Um, so I have what, 6,700 per player remaining. Uh, give me AJ Brown at 8,700. All right. Not worried about the Hertz injury? Uh, no, if anything, maybe he'll throw more. <laughs> Try to get him his uh, record of consecutive games with uh, 125 plus receiving yards against a very beatable commander's defense. I'll go with Joe Mixon, 6,500. Too cheap for him. Yeah. Really in a tough matchup. Yep. I'm going to, I'm going to go, I think ultra cheap at running back. I'm going to take Di Mercado at 5,600 right. Hope for the best. At least we have, we have the volume with him. <laughs> right. I'll take uh, Garrett Wilson at 7,200. All right. I'm going to stick with the Jets defense at 4,400. Uh, seems Andrew Thomas is due back this week, right? So the, uh, maybe the sack potential won't be as high, but still like him at, uh, 4,400 here. 68-67 for running back wide receiver flex. I'll go, uh, I'll go Kirk again at wide receiver 7k. Hmm. So I have, uh, 7,500 per player left over for wide receiver and flex. I'll go with a wide receiver here. Ayuk still available? Uh, yeah. Okay. I'll take him again here, stacking him with Purdy. But uh, again, he's probably too cheap on FanDuel as well. He's 7,700. Yeah, it should be a bounce back for him. But yeah, I'll take Saquon at 81. I know he hyperextended the elbow, but he came back in the game, so he should be good to go. Um, I'll, I, So I have 7,400 left over for my flex. I, I think I'm going running back. I will go Brees Hall at 7,200. All right. I'll go – I have 5,500, so I'll go – Devin Singletary, 5,400. So I got uh, Lamar at 8,800 at Arizona at quarterback. Running back, Mixon, 6,500 at San Francisco. Barkley, 8,100 against the Jets. And uh, my flex is a running back, Singletary, 5,400 at Carolina. Receivers, they fire 6,500 at Arizona. Garrett Wilson, 7,200 at the Giants. And Kirk, 7K at Pittsburgh. Tight end is Hawkinson, 6,500 at Green Bay. And we got the Giants defense 3,900 hosting the Jets. Uh, I went with uh, Brock Purdy at quarterback. My running backs are Isaiah Pacheco, Emery DiMarcado. Uh, my wide receivers are Drake London, A.J. Brown, Brandon Ayuk. Uh, and then I went with Jake Ferguson at tight end. Uh, for my flex, I took Brees Hall. Uh, and I guess I stacked him with the... Uh, Jets defense. Uh, so we got opposing Giants Jets Giants. I got Barkley. Oh, love Barkley, it. Barkley Giants. You got Paul. Oh, Jets. all right. Go Jets. Jets. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, all right. That is going to wrap it up for the Fantasy Flex Fantasy Preview episode for week eight. For more fantasy content from Sean and I, be sure to check out our player projections episode right now at the Action Network podcast channel. Uh, we'll be back every Friday with the night shift where we break down the Sunday and Monday night DFS slates, actionnetwork.com for all of our NFL betting and fantasy content, fantasylabs.com for our DFS tools and models. Also, don't forget to join that Action Network Discord link in the description of this episode. Sean's on X at the underscore odds maker. I'm at Chris Raybon. We're at those same handles on the free award winning Action Network app. Until next time, let's get fish money. Action Network reminds you, please gamble responsibly. If you or someone you care about has a gambling problem, help is available 24-7 at 1-800-GAMBLER.